My first role in IT came through an elevator conversation that I had, and I had an absolutely limited knowledge of technology. And all of a sudden, I'm in this role, and I'm thinking, gosh, I really don't have any skills in this area I need to learn on the job. So one New Year's Eve, you know, a bit of a party with some friends, I decided to make a New Year's resolution, and I said, the next year is the year I'm going to go to Australia. And I'd often go to events or even just meetings and find that I'm the only woman in the room. My team and I really moved very quickly to get 50,000 employees working from home within a day. There's a huge opportunity for anyone coming into tech at the moment, massive. The pandemic, right? We know it's changed the way we live, but has it changed the way you want to live too? This is CQ University's podcast, How to Change Your Life. And if we're honest, COVID-19 is probably the reason you're listening to this. It's definitely the reason we're making it because life-changing decisions are hard and a global crisis doesn't help. So this series, we're talking with people who have made those life-changing decisions throughout their careers and especially in a crisis. We're asking them, how did you do it? And more importantly, what happens next? So my name is Sheila Doyle and um, I work as the global leader at Deloitte Business Services. I lead a team of 1,800 professionals across 15 countries and we look after 300,000 Deloitte employees globally. It's a new role for me. I've only been in for four months. But prior to that, I was the chief information officer uh, with a team of 1,000 technology professionals serving 27 countries and 50,000 employees. Um, I'd say the pandemic, um, you know, it's really created three important shifts for us. Um, The first one is, you know, all of a sudden we're all sort of working from home. So the reduction in in use of the office and the use of the home instead. Um, The other one is the adoption of digital tools. We've seen a massive uptake in digital transformation as a consequence of the pandemic and what might have taken two or three years for people to adopt is taking two to three months. And I suppose the last thing is, is the implication for our people from a well-being, work-life balance perspective and even the social interaction. So my team and I have been, you know, really moved very quickly to get 50,000 employees working from home within a day. Sheila's motto is nothing is impossible, which is probably lucky. But she didn't just come up with that to cope with COVID. That's been her approach since her first job out of high school. That job was in a bank back in Ireland, and importantly, it had elevators. I suppose my first role in IT came through um, an elevator conversation that I had with, at that time, the head of technology, and that was at a major bank back in Ireland. And um, he said to me, you know, I'm recruiting, would you be interested in applying for a role? And I immediately said yes. And at that time, my, my career was not focused on technology. It was focused on marketing and international business. And I had an absolutely limited knowledge of technology. Um, But I thought to myself, you know, this could be a good opportunity. Could I seize it? You know, could I adapt my skills in some way to be able to, you know, pivot across? Actually, Sheila didn't even own a computer. This was the 80s after all. But she did own a growth mindset. The psychological term means you believe that your abilities, your creativity, Even your intelligence aren't fixed. They can all grow and they all thrive on challenges. So 1980s Sheila walked out of the elevator and into night school to learn how to code. And all of a sudden I'm in this role and I'm thinking, gosh, I really don't have any skills in this area I need to learn on the job. But equally, it would be a good idea to back it up with some academic qualifications in technology. And that's when 
my academic journey began. Um, and I started with, you know, a certificate and my start point was that elevator conversation. And I think, you know, there's something about sort of seizing the moment, um, which is kind of what I did and, and then adapting, you know, sort of being confident that I could adapt my skills and, and, and develop new skills um, in the process. Sheila's nothing is impossible mindset goes beyond work, by the way. And even while she was growing her tech career in that first job, she had plenty of other goals too. I sometimes sort of set, you know, passions or, or goals for myself and I want to try and live up to them. And Australia, I just had this passion always to spend time in Australia. So one New Year's Eve, you know, over a few drinks and, and having you know a bit of a party with some friends, I decided to make a New Year's resolution and I said, the next year is the year I'm going to go to Australia. And once I kind of set my mind to something, I tend to always feel, and especially if I've declared it publicly, um, and I tend to always feel like I've got to now do it. So um, within, within a couple of months, I quit my job. At that point, I was a, a systems programmer in a building society in, in, in Dublin, in Ireland. Uh, I bought a one-way ticket <laughs> and um, ended up um, actually spending 13 years living in Hong Kong, Singapore and Australia before coming back uh, where, to London, where I live now. It wasn't meant to be 13 years, by the way, but that's Sheila's other motto kicking in, seizing the opportunities in front of you. You know, every day in those days was a new adventure and a new challenge. And you learn a lot from that, um, being flexible and adaptable in my approach to life. Um, I even for a while ended up selling software in Hong Kong, which I, you know, never thought I would. I think it really helped to shape me for the next part of my career uh, because you gain those life skills. I, I keep that with me now because. Uh, I find that in any sort of situation I'm in at work, it's really important that, you know, you, you, you have that ability to flex. That really helped me in those early times, I think. Plus, I had, had such fun. I loved it. It was just fantastic. Being adaptable and flexible, it's starting to seem like a pattern of behaviour here. And Sheila didn't stop seizing opportunities either. In 1994, that meant starting her Master of Information Systems at CQ University Australia. I was living in, and working in Singapore at that time. And, and actually, I was working uh, on a big IT project. And I thought to myself, well, it'd be great to, you know, continue my academic journey. So having started with the, the CQ Uni uh, Master's program out of Singapore, it certainly meant that I had to be quite disciplined, you know, setting time aside for studies and trying to balance that with my work. Academic journey is a nice way to put it. The reality was a hard slog, juggling studies around work and then moving her life and her career to Melbourne. And then in 1996, a very hard deadline to get it finished. You know, I, I was doing my final exams um, just the day before my son was due to be born, my first son. Um, and the reason I know that is because he was breached. So um, I was going to have to schedule to have... My son. So going into it, I mean, you know, it was funny because, um, you know, you're going in massively pregnant and you're sitting with students who are kind of looking at you thinking, what, what on earth is going on here? But um, I remember really well the invigilator, I think it's called, or the, the person who was, who was monitoring the, the exams kept coming up and asking me if I, if I wanted a cup of tea or if I needed to go to the loo or something. So, you know, I found that, that great, uh, you know, it was so, so nice. But uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it was about I wanted to get it done. Um, I didn't want to because I didn't know what to expect. Having a first baby, I had no idea what that was going to be like. And I kind of thought to myself, you know, if I don't finish this now, you know, I, I may find it very difficult to go back 
you know, I worked so hard and I thought, you know, I really want to just get this done. And I was so elated when I left the exam hall because I thought, that's it. I've done my best. Hopefully I'm, I'm good. And um, my next sort of my next chapter started the next day when my son Keelan was born. Oh, congratulations, Mama Sheila. And wow, talk about pressure. But those exams also prove to Sheila that you have to ask for what you need once you've built a good relationship. I was lucky in that the uni allowed me to to take the exams early, two weeks early, so that I could get them done before um, before my son was born. And also, you know, I have to say, I had really great support from the university faculty. I mean, my sponsor used to visit me regularly um, and, you know, provide a lot of guidance and, and just be very pragmatic. I was lucky enough to be able to, you know, build relationships with faculty members, uh, with other students um, who, you know, really helped me to get through and um, and sort of the importance of investing some time in, in building those relationships is another thing that really I, I use today to help me in, in my career. So Sheila's living in Melbourne with her new bub and her new masters and she's ready to level up her career. But this time the opportunities weren't there for seizing. I would say it was very challenging, you know, because the first thing was I, I wasn't able to go back to my old job. I mean, it was the same company, but the job that I had wasn't really there for me when the job I had before I went went out to, to maternity. So they put me in a project role. And to be honest, I felt like that was a bit of a dead end. And I was worried that, you know, I was taking a backward step in my career and, and that I wouldn't be able to get to the right level in the company. So you know, and also, of course, I was juggling family and work and all the stresses that go with that. So it was tough. I was very lucky in that a, a female senior leader um, recognized the, my plight and kind of rescued me in a way and offered me um, a role that put me on the global stage within the company. I was still in Australia, but I, I really don't understand it. But she was just one of these fantastic people who you know, kind of obviously had maybe been through something similar herself and was paying it forward or paying it back and pulled me in and said, look, I have a, I have a role that you could do from Australia. Uh, you can do it part time and it gives you the opportunity to, you know, build a global brand for yourself. So get to know people globally and that may open up other opportunities for you. And it did um, from that point on. I mean, my global career kind of took off from that moment, really. You know, I, to this day, I still think if she hadn't been around to support me, uh, things might have taken a different path for me. So that rescue mission changed Sheila's path, but not just hers. In the decades since, Sheila has been passionate about preventing the need for rescue missions and making sure others don't hit the same brick wall that she did. It's great to see that, you know, the tech industry is no longer as male-dominated as it was. But that being said... I mean, there's still an imbalance um, and I see it for women um, in tech when they get to more sort of senior levels and they have life events such as a baby or perhaps they want to take a career break. And men too, by the way, but probably predominantly females. And and I, I still see that there's a little bit of a, a gap there in terms of the ability for them to re-enter at the same level. I always say to my colleagues, you know, particularly anybody who's going on maternity leave, um, you know, let's make a plan now before you go uh, for when you come back. I'd often go to events or even just meetings and find that I'm the only woman in the room. And that was often quite daunting because, you know, you feel sort of a little bit like out of place. 
and you think, well, you know, how do I contribute in, in this sort of environment? But even today, I think, you know, there are probably lots of people out there who, who feel, you know, a little bit different when they walk into a room. And, and I think companies are doing a lot to try and, and, and change that. But at the same time, I think we, we all have to be very open and sensitive to, you know, to the diversity and the richness that that brings to to companies and, and embracing it and, and promoting it as much as we can. You know, I'm in that stage of my career where it's about really helping others now uh, and less about my career. It's much more about other people's careers. So if I can see more women coming into tech, I'll be thrilled. At Deloitte, leading her team of 1,800, Sheila's priority is people. And that's been the key to how she's led the COVID response too. Now Sheila's excited about how the post-pandemic world will be life-changing for the next generation, especially in the tech world. I'd say there's a huge opportunity for anyone coming uh, into tech uh, at the moment, massive. And that's the really positive thing that even in, you know, what's, what, what's happened as a consequence of the pandemic is it's promoted, you know, a huge movement around digital digital everything, digital transformation, you know, every every sector is looking to how it can leverage digital, how it can leverage tech uh, to not only survive, but also to thrive post the pandemic. Uh, so I would say coming out and wanting to do something in tech, it's a great time. I would say follow your passion. Um, pick roles that really excite and interest you. There's so much you can do in, in the technology space. In 2021, Sheila Doyle has been named CQ University's Outstanding Alumnus of the Year. It's the latest in a long list of honours, and Sheila says her achievements are testament to her adaptable approach. You know, reaching um, the level I have, sort of CIO, I always, I, actually, I didn't always want to be a CIO. I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to be, to be honest. But once I made my mind up that that's what I wanted to be, um, I feel very proud that I was able to, to achieve that in a global organization. Um, and the fact that I was able to, to live and work in different countries, and I do think my, my tech career enabled that for me. It made it so much easier for me to travel the world and pick up jobs and know that I could survive at work very well. Um, so those would be the things I think that I'm, I'm most proud of in my career. Of course, even with a team in 15 countries, the past year has been a lot more local for Sheila. So what gets you through 12 months of working from home? So very much, I would say, being able to spend time with family. So I've had two sons and a great partner, and that's been partly my rock, uh, just having people to interact with um, and get away from from Zoom. Um, you know, I think everybody's suffering from too much Zoom and screen time, so uh, for me, I'm a big believer in, in exercise to clear my mind. So I like to get outdoors and, and, and stay fit. Um, and, I, you know, I'm very open with my team about taking time away from, from work and making sure that, um, that I'm doing what, you know, I'm encouraging everybody else to do. We're very much still in lockdown uh, over here in the UK. So you're not allowed out very much. So you find pleasure in the small things, you know, like cooking or um, you know, reading a good book. So it's it's really just small things at the moment, but I can't wait for the opportunity when I will be able to, you know, get out and even just meet some people in a coffee shop or, um, you know, get into the office and, and you know, have lunch with, with some colleagues. So there it is, the secret to crisis survival. We need people. And to build a successful career, Sheila says finding your people is the first step. Early in your career, Think about people who will work with you, sponsor you, believe in you, 
and support you through your career. And, and that's how most of us manage to move along our career path. Um, and don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, often I think you come into a an organization, it's very daunting and big, and you're not quite sure where to go to get help. And I think one of the things I've learned is that, you know, if you hope, if I hold back for too long and I don't ask for help, it, it only hurts me. And actually people are grateful to want to help, you know, so they, they, they love being asked. Um, and, you know, make sure that you're building a good relationship with your boss, whoever that boss is, and asking that boss all the time to tell you how you're doing so you're not, not surprised by anything later on. But above all, I would say focus on what makes you happy. If you're not happy, what's the point? That's some seriously good advice from Sheila Doyle, Global Leader at Deloitte Business Services and CQ University Outstanding Alumnus of the Year for 2021. You've been listening to How to Change a Life by CQ University Podcasts. Theme music is Wings by CQ University alumnus Tristan Barton. You can check out more of his work at tristanbarton.com. If How to Change a Life has got you thinking about where you're headed, we'd love to hear. Follow CQ University across social media where you can see highlights from all our episodes and subscribe to How to Change a Life wherever you get your podcasts to hear a new story fresh every Monday. If you've enjoyed the show, we'd love you to rate and review us too. Next episode, we'll hear from another alumnus at the start of her journey and it's a delicious one. So I'm Jodie Malikita. I'm the CEO and co-founder of the catering startup called Gather, where the platform connecting people who love to cook with people that love to entertain. Till then, stay safe and have a life-changing day. 